CRP, a simple test everyone needs to have. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about a simple blood test uh, that you can get at your local provider's office, uh, and you can include this with your testing that you normally get. Hopefully, you're getting some blood testing, and it can reveal a lot of information. So stay tuned, and you're going to fi- you're going to find out exactly what we're talking about as far as what this CRP is, and uh, what some of the things it can tell you. Uh, but just to kind of keep you guys up to date, uh, we are transitioning to uh, Kevin Davis Health. Uh, we'll be rebranding this podcast. If you're a current listener and if you're listening to this in the future, uh, you will already know that because all of our past episodes will be on uh, Kevin Davis Health. So you can go back and still listen to uh, what we've talked about over the last couple of years and still get that quality information. We hope uh, that has helped you uh, kind of open your eyes up to some of the things that you need to be looking for in your life uh, so that you can live a, a longer, healthier life while we're here. Uh, just remember, we also have our new book that was released, uh, um, and you can get that on uh, Amazon, and uh, we'll include that in the show notes as well, too. So you know, that can kind of give you some more information as far as the uh, you know things you need to look for. And that's where we're kind of going with this podcast is things that you can look for in your health, in your labs, in your, some of your symptoms that can uh, clue you into some of the things that you can kind of fix now so that you don't have these problems later on. You know, our, our goal and uh, treating uh, people and, and helping people, uh, coaching them, is not to just uh, put Band-Aids and, um, uh, you know, uh, medications and supplements to, to uh, uh, try to treat a problem, but try to uncover the uh, cause of the problem. And if we can fix that, then we don't have to worry about so much on the back end as far as treatment. So we want to be more of, uh, you know, what I call healthcare, and I uh, contrast with what I think a lot of things that we do now in uh, medicine is sick care. Uh, we wait till somebody gets sick and then we try to help them out. But it'd be so much better if we could try to figure out some of the things that are causing some of the uh, uh, long-term problems that people have. And then if we can address those early, then you don't have to worry about that so much later down the road. And that's kind of like what our uh, podcast today is, is something called your CRP. And if you know what this is, and you can get this, you can ask your provider to add it to your blood work. It's a simple blood test, and it kind of shows us what uh, kind of inflammation uh, is going on inside your body. Now, if you've been listening to us, I'm gonna, you probably already know this, but I'm going to go over it again because I think it's so important. I think that if we kind of like um, uh, boil down some of the things that cause long-term problems, uh, and there's more than this, but I think these are the two main things, 
is uh, inflammation and insulin resistance. Uh, we've talked a lot about both of these. We're not going to talk about necessary insulin re resistance today. We're going to talk mostly about inflammation. And this is what this blood test does. It kind of shows us you know, exactly what's going on in your body as far as uh, inflammatory factors. Now, you may be thinking, well, what, what exactly is inflammation? And we'll kind of go in that in just a second. But one of the things I kind of like try to, you know, parallel this to is with my uh, patients when they're in the office is, you know, if you if you come into my office and you have a very high temperature, you sit down. I don't have a chart. I don't have anything written down. All the thing. Uh, the only thing that I know is, is that you have a temperature of one hundred and three. Now, that could be many different things. You know, you could have pneumonia. Uh, you could have, um, um, you know, any kind of infection that could be causing the symptoms like a urinary tract infection. Uh, you could have some kind of like uh, blood disorder. Uh, you could have all kinds of things that is causing a uh, fever uh, to be that high. But I don't know exactly what it is, but I know you have a temperature of 104. So the temperature, and when we talk about levels of inflammation with your CRP, if it's high, we know something's going on in your body to cause that inflammation. Just like if you come in with a fever of 103, we know something is causing that uh, temperature to be elevated. And what we have to do is we have to do a little investigation work to figure out, okay, what's causing those symptoms. And uh, just like in medicine, uh, there's a lot of things that are uh, common things that cause uh, certain labs to be up or like your temperature to be up. And we kind of look for those things first uh, because the majority of the times that is the reason why people are having it. And then, But there's also other things. Uh, there's also sometimes where it could be something like a toxin um, uh, or some kind of chronic uh, underlying infection uh, that could be causing uh, the inflammation in your body. Uh, just like with uh, uh, with your fever, it could be something uh, something that it's not very uh, common, um, you know, uh, say like meningitis, uh, you know, we don't see that very often, but that could be a cause for the temperature to be up. So, so what we want to do is we want to look at the most common things, address those things. And if we still see these numbers go up, just like if your temperature remains elevated, we have to do a little bit more uh, work to figure out what the exact reason is. So that, that's kind of like an, an idea as far as the inflammation in your body. Now, when we get inflammation, uh, there's things that's released uh, so called cytokines. And cytokines are goes to your liver and there's a, a protein that is produced. It's called your CRP. And that is what we measure in your blood. So it kind of gives us an idea as far as like the amount of uh, cytokines or inflammatory reaction that is happening. And with COVID, you've probably heard of a cytokine react, uh, uh, you know, uh, cascade with uh, COVID with people having a lot of issues with it. And that's just like a lot of inflammation that's going on in your body. So when we talk about uh, the, the inflammation, the CRP test that we're going to do today is, it, you know, it's a simple blood test uh, and uh, it, it shows the amount of inflammation that uh, someone is having uh, in their body. And if it's elevated, then, you know, we need to look for causes uh, for that. Now, when you do a CRP test, the one thing that you need to realize is it fluctuates. Um, you know, what your CRP is today, in a couple of days, it may change. 
So, you know, when you're doing a, a, a blood test like this, if you do a heavy exercising, for instance, or if you're sick um, uh, during the time of the uh, test, or if you do like the heavy exercise the day before, it can actually make your CRP elevated. So you want to make sure that, you know, there's not any of those factors that cause it. Now, <clears throat> when I do my CRP test, I still work out in the morning and mine's still okay. Uh, but it's a constant thing that I do. Uh, and when I get my blood work, I know that that's going to be a factor. So, you know, for instance, if one day my CRP goes up and I did a workout that morning, I'd probably wait a couple of days, not work out, repeat the test. And if it's normal, then I wouldn't worry about it. But if it remains high, then I need to start looking at what the uh, causes are. So what are some of the reasons why your CRP uh, tests be up? And, and a lot of these has to do with inflammation. Uh, some type of uh, underlying inflammation. You can have an autoimmune disease. Uh, you could have something like uh, rheumatoid or, or a lupus. Uh, you could have like a bowel disorder, like a colitis, a celiac disease. You know, if you're a smoker, uh, your CRP can go up. If you have COPD, which usually is associated with smoking, uh, that can go uh, elevated as well. Uh, if you have any kind of inflammation in your organs, uh, if you have uh, a gallbladder issue, if you have a pancreas issue uh, in your, and those organs are inflamed, uh, your CRP can go up. So there's a lot of things, uh, and, and like uh, infection too. Uh, so uh, that's another thing I forgot is, you know, infection can make it go up. So if you're sick, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you're not having those tests done uh, during these acute uh, uh, phases of these uh, problems because your CRP will most likely be up, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Uh, it's just your body having uh, inflammation to those, uh, whatever uh, issue is causing it. And will probably come down afterwards if there's no other uh, underlying uh, issue. So when, when you have your CRP, uh, there's different uh, levels that, you know, you need to, to look for, you know, uh, and it really depends on which lab. There's a milligrams per uh, a liter and a milligrams per deciliter. So it really depends on which uh, test um, what your lab is functioning as. Uh, we're going to talk about the milligrams per deciliter uh, today. Uh, ideally, uh, we want to have that like less than 0.3. Normally on your lab, you'll have either a range from 1 to 3 or 1 to 10. And uh, with these right here, we're going to talk about uh, ideally what it should be. And if it starts going ele uh, elevated, some of the things that, you know, you need to start looking for. So if you, if you get your blood test back and it's a less than 0.3, that's ideal. That's great. Uh, you have really no inflammation in your body. Uh, you know, with the reference range being, you know, um, one to 10 on some of these, you know, you may be a six, you may be thinking you're okay, but if you listen to our, our podcast in the past, you know, what we're talking about with the lab gives us is your reference range, but what we want to be is in your uh, ideal optimal range. And um, there's a difference between that because the optimal range is what it really what it should be. Reference range is just what everybody else is having. So if you look around, there's a lot of unhealthy people, uh, the, you know, uh, a lot of heart disease, uh, if they're eating things they shouldn't eat, and we're going to talk about that in just a second, their uh, CRP may be elevated. You don't want to be in that category. You want to be in the optimal range. So 0 0.3 is, 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 is ideal. Now, if you're at 0 0.3 to 1.0, you know, that's okay too. Uh, that's kind of like what I would still consider in the normal range. Uh, not necessarily optimal, but it's in the normal range, and it's still doing, it, you're still okay with that. 
when you go above one, uh, like one to 10, uh, then you start looking at more like, um, you know, really, I would say mild to moderate, uh, more moderate uh, react, uh, inflammation in your body. And that's usually in your whole body uh, inflammation. You know, you could be, again, uh, having this from uh, underlying disease processes. So it's, uh, let's just say you do have rheumatoid arthritis and you have inflammation in your body. Then you want to get kind of like a baseline to see where you're at. And if it starts elevating more above that and you're not having an acute exacerbation of pain in your joints, then something else could be causing the the, the elevation in the CRP. Now, if you have a level over 10, um, you really need to start looking at reasons for that. Again, um, this is more of a preventative type um, test, I think of. Uh, it, you know, it's an acute uh test in that it tells us what's going on in your body, but it's not something that's usually going to happen that day as far as causing uh, issues. This is more of like a clue that gives uh, that gives to yourself that there could be something going on with this, and uh, we need to address this issue now so that it doesn't progress to other things. Uh, and the other things that we're talking about is things like heart disease, uh, dementia, stroke, uh, those are the things that we're going to try to prevent uh, by controlling uh, the inflammation in your body. So let's say that you do have an elevated CRP. And, you know, if you're a typical um, American and you are eating the standard American diet and you're not doing our four pillars of health, which is a healing diet, exercise, sleep and prayer. Let's say you're burning both ends of the candle. Uh, you're 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 stealing uh, time from sleeping. You're not exercising. Uh, you're sitting around most of the time watching TV, even reading books or whatever it may be. You're eating a lot of processed foods. You're eating uh, sugar. Uh, you know you're not taking time in prayer. You're you're not taking time to in meditation. I almost guarantee you that your CRP is going to be elevated. Um, now, to what extent? You know, it's just, it's different. But most likely, you know, if you're listening to this in your 40s and 50s and, and you're living that kind of lifestyle, your, your CRP is going to be elevated. So the first thing that we need to talk about is, okay, let's say you have an elevated CRP. What are we going to do about it? Um, you realize... You know, uh, it does increase my risk of uh, heart attack. It does increase my risk of dementia. And those are the things I want to avoid. Uh, so what can I do to help prevent my um, trajectory of my life from having uh, issues, having to deal with those? So the first thing that we need to do is, I think, is we need to look at your healing diet. Now, the two main groups uh, that, well, let me back up here. Sugar and processed foods is really uh, terrible for uh, long-term health, and it will cause inflammation. Uh, there's there's a lot of evidence in, in something called your advanced glycation end products, or AGEs. And if you look that up, that's a very interesting topic. Uh, it causes a lot of inflammation in joints. Uh, so on a, on a side note, even if you have rheumatoid arthritis and you change your diet and you get rid of sugar, a lot of the joint pains can improve. That's just a side note for you if you have, and not just rheumatoid, but even joint pains. So, uh, you know, that's another reason to do that. But back to our topic. So, you know, if you if you can change uh, 
and uh, getting whole foods and getting the processed foods out of your diet uh, and the sugars, then you're going to probably um, decrease your uh, CRP just by doing that. But let's say you do that and you're still having issues. Let's say you're still drinking, you know, uh, eating cheeses. Uh, you may be drinking milk, which has a lot of sugar in it, by the way. And you're still uh, eating some processed foods. Uh, you're having some gluten in your diet. Dairy and uh, gluten are two really common drivers of increasing uh, chronic inflammation in your body. Now, a lot of times what happens is you have some gut issues. And with these gut issues, uh, your body's uh, not tolerating these two uh, foods very well, the dairy and the gluten. And if you can get rid of that and let your gut heal, you can probably reintroduce these at some point. Um, but, you know, a lot of times... Uh, if you can just get rid of those, you're going to feel so much better and you're going to find out that, hey, I used to have this bloating. I used to have uh, even gas, uh, but more like the bloating, you know, and they, I don't have that anymore. Uh, a lot of times it's those foods causing inflammation in your gut, uh, which can lead to increase the CRP. So, you know, if you can just do this simple blood test, make some dietary changes, a lot of times uh, these issues can improve. Uh, they can improve your CRP and actually your numbers can go down. Now, there's a lot more advanced testing that we can do with our online coaching that we have. And it kind of uncovers some of the specific things that can go on. Uh, but if you're wanting uh, a starting point, uh, healing diet, getting rid of the sugars, getting rid of the processed foods, going dairy and gluten free. And to see how that does, give it a month. You know, let's just say that you do have elevated CRP and you want to do these things. You know, don't go into it thinking, hey, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Do it for a month. One, see how you feel. If you're doing, if you're feeling better, you know, that's going to maybe encourage you to keep doing what, you, what you're doing. And then especially if your number starts coming down, your CRP along with other lab work more than likely will get better then you're going to be more motivated to do that as well. So the other things with our four pillars of health is you know, make sure you're getting enough sleep. You know, uh, if you're not getting enough sleep, we've done many episodes on sleep. It's going to stress your body out. And when you have stress, uh, you release those cytokines, which is inflammatory, which makes your CRP t uh, pet test go up as well. So make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Uh, you know, sometimes we go into trying to treat things and we try to get really technical and, and uh, we try to do things that are, quote, fancy, unquote. But sometimes just the simple things can get you back to where you need to be. So if you do a healing diet, uh, you're sleeping, you're getting exercise that you need. And I think it um, really is important is your is your meditation and your prayer. Now with us, you know, we our, our, our meditation and prayer is, is to Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, when we start letting him take care of things instead of us trying to take care of things uh, and us trying to manipulate things, uh, just follow his uh, will and be obedient to him. And we take that time to where we're spending time with him, you know, that can decrease our inflammation and our COP as well, too. So those are simple things that you can do that everybody can do. It doesn't really cost anything to do those things. 
and uh, you can actually uh, alter uh, your your health. Uh, you can the the trajectory of where your health is going. So I, I just encourage you. You know, if if you're somebody who says, well, you know, I can't afford your coaching or I can't do that or, you know, I'm too busy or whatever it may be, you know, just doing those simple things to begin with um, and retesting in a month, you can kind of see if you're on the right pathway to get to where you get to where you want to go. And uh, it's important to know that if, if you don't do these things, it will rear its ugly head at some point. So. The things that we also turn to uh, with uh, decreasing your uh, uh, H- uh, CRP is uh, foods, uh, or in, oh, I'm sorry, supplements. Uh, sometimes uh, adding some supplements uh, to uh, your diet will not only help with your CRP, but with many other things as well, too. And I'm going to go over four of them today that I think that will help uh, with your CRP. Now, the things that we're going to talk about on, on most of these, they help other things as well, too. And we've done some bo- podcasts, uh, such as one of these things are vitamin D. And we've done a podcast about that. So you can go back and listen to the other health benefits for, for th- with that as well. Uh, but we're going to add, we're going to add, talk about something uh, that we haven't talked about uh, in these four supplements. And the first one we're going to talk about is uh, turmeric or curcumin. Uh, this is a natural herb. It helps with the uh, inflammation. And, you know, I have a lot of people who take this uh, for, you know, joint pains. And, you know, they don't want to be on uh, what we call NSAIDs like uh, Motrin or Naprosyn. Uh, Volterra and those type of things because of the uh, potential side effects with your kidneys and also with uh, gastritis. And these seem to be uh, less uh, as far as uh, causing these side effects. Now, everything does have um, things that you have to worry about. And one of the things you have to think about with uh, uh, curcumin is your testosterone. It can affect that. But um, most of the time, people do really well with this. And it's just a natural herb. And you, you want to combine this with curcumin, which is black pepper, and it will uh, uh, make it synergistic and help. Now, sometimes, you know, I, I personally don't like this. My wife does. But uh, there's, uh, uh, there's a, um, uh, what do you call that, curcumin, the um, um, supplement, not supplement, but like you add on to food. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But if you like that kind of taste, you can even add this to your foods uh, and not actually have to take a pill supplement and you'll be able to get some of that into your system. Now, you probably won't be as much, but if you do that on a regular basis, it can help. Uh, the second thing, and we're going to do a future podcast on this, is uh, fish oil. Uh, fish oil helps so much with not only uh, with your inflammation, uh, but with your cell walls and, um, you know, how important your cell walls is. We've talked about that in the past as well, too. So adding fish oil to your uh, regimen. Now, you can get this from food sources as well, you know, if you're eating salmon. Um, but you want to make sure that this uh, salmon is a wild-caught, not farm-raised, because there is a difference with that. Uh, there are some um, other things like walnuts that uh, have some of the properties of uh, the omega-3s in it. Uh, but I, I think adding fish oil to your regimen uh, not only helps with inflammation, but it helps with so many other things. Uh, resveratrol, uh, that is a, more of an antioxidant that we think about, um, but it also has some anti-inflammatory uh, properties, and it can really help as far as uh, helping with uh, decreasing uh, the CRP. And finally, vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D, we've talked about that. I know we've done a podcast on that in the past. 
and that is something that is uh, can be very helpful uh, not only uh, with you know with your bones and and, and those sort of things that we've talked about uh, but also with inflammation so those are four simple supplements uh, most of those three of them at least uh, can uh, benefit you in other ways uh, the turmeric can help with uh, joint pains but uh, again that has to do centered on inflammation so you know adding these to your regimen uh, can make a difference um, and, and you know I take those as well and it, it does make a difference on how you feel so to recap uh, CRP is an inflammatory test is from your liver if it's elevated, it's showing that you have some kind of systemic inflammation going on. It could be something temporary like exercise or, or you know, uh, infection, uh, or it could be something uh, underlying that's causing uh, chronic inflammation, which can lead to chronic disease. And that's where we centered this podcast on is the chronic inflammation leading to chronic disease. And um, what we want to do is be preventative, not wait till something happens and then start trying to get your CRP down. But we want to get uh, proactive and try to get the CRP down so that we can avoid these potential long term problems. Uh, if you guys have any questions on this, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see uh, what uh, what resonates with you. Um, uh, what I would really love to find out is next time you go to your provider is uh, get your CRP done. If it's elevated, put some, you know, try some of these things. I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes for the uh, for supplements that I use. And, you know, if, if that does help with you, I'd love to know what your CRP was and then what it came down to and what specifically did you do to try to get it to come down. And, um, you know, we can share that with each other and uh, be able to benefit from the knowledge that each of us have. And uh, hopefully this gives you some information, guys. Uh, that's what we're here for, to try to, uh, you know, give you the information that I think that you guys need to know uh, some of it may be things that you already know about. Some of it may be like today's topic, maybe you never heard of. Uh, but it's something that if it's in your in your knowledge base, uh, then it kind of gives you some um, uh, goals to get to so that you can avoid these long-term problems. So today we're going to turn to our catechisms. It says, what kind of death did Christ die? The painful and shameful death of the cross. You know, as I read this, I think, you know, Christ did not have to die. He chose to die, and he chose to die for me, and he chose to die for you. Uh, and that is a very uh, a one-on-one -on -one personal choice that he made uh, on, uh, for himself to sacrifice his body for you and for me. And it's a personal relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. It's a personal relationship that he desires. Uh, it's not about uh, being, quote, religious. It's about having a relationship uh, with Christ and understanding uh, the grace that you have, the things uh, that, that you get that you don't deserve, uh, like, the, like the chance to, to accept him into your life as your personal Lord and Savior, and uh, living eternity with him. You know, as, as human beings, we, we don't deserve that, but by grace, he's given that to us. And um, it's a free gift. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, he just wants to have that relationship with you. So I just encourage you, uh, as we talk about long-term health and things like that, think longer than that, think eternity. And, uh, you know, hopefully that will make you think about uh 
accepting him as your personal Lord and Savior. Anyway, uh, I hope this has helped. I hope you got some information from this. Uh, reach out to us if you if you would be so kind to uh, like and share this podcast. We would much appreciate that, especially with those that you think that may need this. Anyway, you guys be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.